What is up, guys? Welcome to Close Monday. My name is Kyle and Sarah, and this is the show for restaurant owners, for chefs, for culinary students, for startup restaurants, anyone brave enough to take on the challenge of running a restaurant and the pursuit of being what we like to call a restaurant entrepreneur. This is your absolute lifeline, your go-to for real world, no nonsense, in-depth chats and war stories from people who have been in your shoes. Now, you're all on the same quest here, looking for that perfect solution, that perfect piece of technology that's gonna streamline your operations, the killer marketing strategy, the new social media platform that's gonna put your restaurant on the map, the rock solid suppliers who've always got your back. But let's not be naive, there's a lot more to this. Most importantly, things like capital raising, making sense of insurance, and playing real estate like a professional, that's all part of the package. And one of my favorite parts, by the way. But what you need to understand is that each one of these challenges, they're really just opportunities. And as industry veterans, myself, my guests, we're gonna bring battle-hardened knowledge and cutting-edge insights to the table every single week. We've been in it. We've had our neck on the line. We've lost money, we've made money. We've had staff, we've lost staff. We know how it impacts our personal lives. We're gonna help you navigate this entire business. Our goal, sole goal, is to give you the information to reach your goals while you stay true to what's most important to you. And what I know, what's important to you are things like quality, hospitality, innovation, sustainability, staying ahead of the curve, staying up with trends, and of course, providing an unforgettable guest experience. So whether you're a seasoned professional, you're a restaurant entrepreneur, or you're a rookie about to jump into your first business, grab a seat, pour yourself a drink, a cup of coffee, put your AirPods on, grab the dog, go for a walk, hit the treadmill, sit on the couch, whatever you're gonna do, we're gonna drop some serious knowledge on you. And it starts right now. Welcome to Close Monday. Hey everyone, uh, Avi Gorin, CEO and co-founder of Marquee. And I wanna talk about the customer journey for a second. You never know as a restaurant owner where your guests are truly coming from. End of the day, we do see some patterns around two types of search behaviors, direct versus discovery. Direct search, for an example, would be jumping into Google and saying Cali barbecue hours, right? I know where I wanna go to eat, but I'm missing a key detail. I need a little bit more information. Discovery, which is the bulk of searches, is barbecue in San Diego, restaurants near me, takeout near me, right? One of the best ways to be found for more discovery searches is leveraging keywords. Reviews are basically free content for you to leverage. Think about keywords that are relevant to your brand, your location, and include as many of those in your review responses as possible, right? How can you go about doing this? Let's set up reports, utilize tools like Google Trends, find out what's going on in your area and how you can help leverage these keywords and review responses, because someone else is doing that, right? If you need some examples, you could do anything from including summer menu, gluten-free menu, um, leverage specific menu items like the dreaded and beloved spice pumpkin anything in your review responses right let them know what's coming let your reviewers know something they should come back and try and of course if all of this just seems overwhelming and daunting because you're already running a, a restaurant and have enough on your plate just leverage the team at marquee to do this for you 
We handle all of this. We're experts in this space. We can automate this. So it's just another item that you know you are taken care of. Again, that's marquee.com, M-A-R-Q-I-I, M-A-R-Q-I-I.com. No you. However, we did recently buy M-A-R-Q-U-I-I.com. So if you do misspell it, we got you. You'll still find us. We can still help you. Hands down, the most embarrassing mistake I made as a restaurant owner was hiring the wrong accountant and trusting that he was doing the right thing. Now, the main thing that he was in charge of was sales tax. And long story short, didn't get paid, didn't get paid on time, didn't get paid in full. And our little 40 seat restaurant wound up owing the state of New York $180,000 in sales tax. But that was before Davo. Davo automates your sales tax. It integrates with your POS. So it automatically sets aside the sales tax funds daily. Then when it comes time to remit these funds to the state, Davo files and pays the sales tax for you on time and in full. You know, it's easier. Take a little bit out every day as opposed to this big chunk due at the end of the month or at the end of the quarter. It would have changed my business, would have changed really my life. Because let's face it, when you're running a restaurant, those bills that are due, they keep you awake at night. Not with Davo. It's all taken care of. So it integrates with your POS. So whether you have Toast, Square, Clover, Lightspeed, uh, SkyTab, uh, whatever you have, Revel, they integrate with them and they're adding new partners every day. So you never have to worry about sales tax again. In the show notes, there's a link where you can schedule a call with the customer success team. Let them know that you heard about Davo on the Close Monday podcast and they'll hook you up. Never worry about sales tax ever again. Keep your eye on what matters, which is running your business day in, day out, and let Davo take care of the sales tax. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Close Monday. Today, we are going to dive right into it. We're not going to waste any time with any headlines. We're not going to waste any time with any backstories or personal experiences. Today is Monday, December 18th, and this is just going to be a quick episode on the number one question that I get asked all the time, which is, how is the market? What's going on? Is there anything out there? Etc. Now, just to be clear, so everybody knows, my job is a commercial real estate advisor focusing on the restaurant space. Okay. Basically, I help restaurants find areas of new opportunity based on the data that we provide to them, which is from their existing customers. So if you follow me on TikTok, I did a video about the recent Cosmics. That's kind of the process that we do for all restaurants. Check it out there. And if you have any questions, let me know. But basically, what I'm looking at every day is where can my clients find an opportunity that is close to their core customer, surrounded by a strong uh, demographic, strong co-tenancy, lots of density in terms of um, just vehicular traffic, um, being around these lifestyle centers, which we'll touch on later. And really just how they can continue to enhance their brand uh, through these real estate selections. You know, there's some statistic that says something like 68% of restaurants um, that go under uh, every three to five years, right? So almost 70% of restaurants after three to five years are going to close, something crazy like that. And of that, almost 30% of them say it's because of real estate. So when you get asked the question, how's the market? It's not such an easy answer, right? It's something that you actually have to step back and look at. And a lot of folks, particularly you guys who are maybe new to the process, think that 
if there's an opportunity that it's going to be cut and dry. Like, hey, there's a space. I want it. Let's sign the lease. A lot goes into that. We talk about that a lot on this show. We talk about a lot on my platforms. But what we're going to discuss today is really more tactical advice and give you an understanding of how uh, not only the hot markets, but some of the other more tertiary markets are um, doing in terms of their opportunities for restaurants. Uh, so we're going to start out a couple segments here. I think we have six segments that are going to kind of highlight the different um, sort of, I guess, strategies that are being implemented by the bigger restaurants that you can apply to uh, if you're a smaller independent location. Um, it's really the same for everybody. And if you have a different experience, I would love to hear from you, whether you're in a major market or if you are in, like I said, a tertiary market, those dynamics are a value to everybody. So comment uh, below, send me an email, comment on social media. I would love to hear about what you're seeing in your market when it comes to finding locations for your restaurant. All right. So number one, the market dynamics in general, in general, major markets that I've been involved in, Cleveland, Dallas, Denver, Miami, Charlotte, there's a lot of demand, a lot of demand. That demand is creating a lack of inventory, of desirable inventory. So when you have that dynamic, what is happening is landlords and restaurants maybe that are kind of quietly listing their space realize they have something. So things like rent and key money asks are going up. And here in Westchester County in New York, now it just got lifted, this, this gas moratorium, but there was a gas moratorium. And any place that had gas, it was advertised on the flyers, like, we have gas. We have gas. We have parking. Uh, you would think that that would be a standard issue, but it's not. And there were premiums attached to those locations, and, and rightfully so. If there's not that many, they're worth more. That will start to ease a little bit. I think as a result, brokers like myself have started reaching out to restaurants. Maybe you're one of them. You may have gotten a call from a broker if you're in a hot market or a hot neighborhood in your town that, they just call you and they say, hey, any interest in selling your business? Now, don't take offense to that, right? They're just doing their job. You would want a broker, him or her, to do that for you because you never know. And let's face it, sometimes all you need to do is be caught on the right day and you're like, you know what? Fuck it. Today's the day. I'm out of here. And that creates an opportunity for somebody else. So um, high demand, limited inventory. Now, how do you deal with that? You got to be a little bit more strategic, I think, in your approach in how you're looking at these markets. So one of the approaches that I like, uh, once we have now identified a market as an area of opportunity, is to hone in on that market and look at the best piece of real estate in the market. Not necessarily the best restaurant location, but the best piece of real estate. So right now, there are brands like Cava and Portillo's that are kind of not only just um, looking at the market in general, but they're doing things like incorporating timeline buffers based on this demand and the stress that it puts on cities, right? So like cities and the, the bureaucracies or whatever you want to call them, the municipalities that have to now process these permits, process zoning changes, all that stuff now is creating a little bit of a delay. So they are buffering you know, these, these bigger groups now are 
staggering. They, they're on growth plans. They need to have things right, and they need to stay on track. So in order to do that, they might have to buffer their plans. They got to start a little bit earlier on the process, right? These guys are already on the 2025, 2026. So that being the case, creating those little buffers will allow them to stay on time, if that makes any sense. Something to think of too, right? It's, um, you know, as you're looking at these markets and the, and the best piece of real estate in the market, a lot of times these guys are looking at smaller footprints. So what I hear a lot is like, hey, we're 1,500 square feet, but we can do 1,000 square feet if there's a basement. Or you know what? Hey, this is a great piece of real estate. We can trim this down a little bit, focus more on delivery. I think those types of strategic responses to the market are what's going to make you more likely to land the space. Now, that doesn't mean you should adapt just for the sake of adapting, but the reality is the more flexible you are, the more opportunity there's going to be in these markets for you to open up a new location. Now, let's talk about probably one of the most important things, which is the economic factors. What I'm hearing now and some of the statistics are showing is that the cost of materials have stabilized somewhat. That being the case, you can now forecast, get back to those models where you were forecasting things without that increased cost. And to me, if you can, you know, smaller footprint, uh, maybe you're looking at a different market. Chipotle, I know now, is focusing on areas of 100,000 people or less and are seeing great results. But those cost trends are now something that are more in line with what your expectations were. So now units that maybe were not as profitable when you looked at them a year or two ago or a year and a half ago, uh, they may be coming back. And you may be able to look at them a little bit differently now that those costs are starting to stabilize. Now, again, starting to stabilize. So take a look at what they were, where they are now. Do your homework, okay? Realize that your contractors and these people, they're going to make money on these materials. So you should um, really be looking at those materials yourself. The, the historical costs and what you're getting charged. Don't just take it for what they send they send you the bill to be. Walk around a Home Depot, walk around a Lowe's and see what those costs are and see if you can find a way to save some money. In that whole process, you may also, I think it's important to understand here, and I, I want to slow this down because it's, it's critical. It may be cheaper for you to buy a property. Okay? So don't take that off the table. I don't mean you have to buy a huge key money deal just for the sake of buying it. I'm talking about buying the real estate. Okay, investing in that may be a better long-term play. There are brands out there doing that now. I believe Chewy's is one of them that is looking at buying more real estate, which is kind of something that you only heard like a McDonald's do, or some of these other bigger brands, you know, Wendy's and, and whatnot. But it may be an opportunity. You know, I'm of the belief that there are boomers right now who have these real estate portfolios that include restaurants and they are they want to retire they're sick of dealing with restaurants they're sick of dealing with tenants and their kids don't want the business you reach out or your broker reaches out i spent a lot of my time doing this talking to these guys like hey what's your plan are you looking to sell this building you're looking to sell this business you're looking to sell if they own the business you're looking to sell down the road this year whatever Get an idea for what's going on there because when you're just talking about green pieces of paper and where they go, real estate's a pretty smart investment. And it's smart to look at every option in this market. Again, under that umbrella of staying adaptable 
staying flexible and not just looking at second gen or calling every sign. Um, this shift, though, in the consumer preferences, okay, that's another thing to look at in the market. Have people in this market shifted more towards takeout? Have they shifted more towards a certain type of cuisine? Check it out. You know, that's a, that's a Google search, right? That's not some high-tech data. You can find that out. We couple that with foot traffic and, you know, employment growth, new development growth. There may be some areas in these markets that are, quote, unquote, emerging, right, that you never considered before. So that sort of economic way of looking at it, it's all economic, even though I just talked about um, foot traffic. What's driving revenue to your storefront um, may have shifted. So that's something interesting to look at. And little pro tip here, if you don't have enough data on your store and your broker doesn't have access to the data that we, to, to the, the software that we have, you should just take a look at a concept that's similar to yours. Or take a look at a Panera or a Chipotle, one of these other sort of more ubiquitous restaurants where people will go to and say, hmm, they look like they're doing a lot of volume here. You know, you may be more familiar with the Chipotle on the other side of town. This one maybe looks a little bit more more busy, more people around there. Or not. That's the way they used to do it back in the day. I mean, those guys used to sit there in the parking lot with a clicker. Count how many people. That's one way of doing it, right? And ultimately, I think it's going to be a... decision that you're going to have to make based on if your concept is adaptable and if this is a chance you want to take on a section of the market that maybe is not considered one of the hotter sections of the markets. Um, so going back to trend, the, 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 the trends in real estate and types of real estate, when I was growing up, whoa, <laughs> I almost knocked my mic off. When I was growing up, it was all about the malls. Right, the malls where I was at. They had the food courts, they had the cool stores. People were hanging out there. We've seen a shift away towards malls, and now there are these things called lifestyle centers. You know, I love a really cool lifestyle center. They have sort of taken the mall and evolved into this, like residence, business. Um, you know, ultimately, they are a place where consumers, guests, are going to come spend their money, and live. It's creating essentially like a little micro neighborhood. And they're all very branded and they look very sort of like you're in a neighborhood, a very well-designed neighborhood. So these, um, these sort of like emerging concepts are very, you know, they're considered the cooler concepts. So they are looking at these lifestyle centers or they're being recruited to these lifestyle centers. And um, there are just some tremendous case studies out there on, uh, see if I can find one here, um, on these lifestyle centers. You know, there are restaurants, you know, that are more experiential, uh, Silver Pot Cinema, uh, Putt Shack, Chicken and Pickle, that are looking at these mixed-use projects. Um, two of them in, I guess this is in LA, the Village Santa Ana. And related Bristol include over 5,333 housing units, 16 acres of open space, and about the same amount of office and commercial. So it's like a little neighborhood there. 
those are tremendous opportunities for restaurants. They're going to be more competitive because they want the bigger names in there. They want the credit tenants. You know, these are held by, these properties are owned rather by REITs. They're held by larger landlords. And I think those spaces are very desirable. They could be pricier than other options in your market. But if you can get in there, maybe with a smaller version of your model or an express version of your model, it's absolutely worth something considering. And I think the development of some of these lifestyle centers are also going to be smaller. So they're going to be more cost-effective to build, hence creating more opportunities for the independent, more emerging uh, mom-and-pop brands like you guys, maybe three to five units. Um, it still comes down to, are your people there? So even if you can build something that you think is going to make sense, just do your homework. Never buy into something like when a broker says, God, I hate this. It's like, you guys are going to kill it there. They don't know that. You got to do your homework, okay? But evaluating all of these types of opportunities, whether it be a downtown location, a pad site, one of these lifestyle centers, use the data. You know, we use predictive analytics. We use a lot of AI. We use a lot of really um, just higher level looks at a site that, again, don't lead you to the doorknob. Uh, not of the site of the market. They don't lead you to the doorknob of your next opportunity, but what they do do is they give you a higher level look at what's going on and you can get a feel for it before you actually go there and get a feel for it. Now, I will say this. Here's a little tip. If you're going to go to a market that you've never been to before, don't stay in a hotel. What I want you to do is go to an Airbnb, okay? Get an Airbnb, get a rental car, and live like you're in that market for those two or three days. Now, that's important because you know your concepts, you know your customer. Now you got to understand how the market works, right? What it feels like to be in that market as somebody who lives there. That to me is a crucial point. It's a lot different than staying in a hotel. You want to be able to drive to the coffee shop, see what traffic is like. You want to see, is it a pain in the ass to get to that lifestyle center? Or what's this little downtown pocket over here? Or what's that cool little restaurant over here? Or you might see a new development that maybe your broker missed, you know? So get out there, rent a car, drive around, talk to people. That's a key component of this whole process. Now, I want to be, you know, we, we, we ran through a couple of these. Like I said, quick episode today. I want to be 15 minutes. We're a little bit over. But understand that. I hope you have a little bit of optimism about this because restaurants are hot. Landlords want quality restaurants with a strong brand and a great quality that can deliver over and over and over again. You are in demand. Just be tactical and be smart. Leverage some of these techniques here. Keep your rent between 8 and 9%. Okay, if you can keep it less, even better. But I want you to, in general, be cautiously optimistic about what's happening here. The hot markets, Florida, Texas, North Carolina, Colorado, um, you know, the, 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 the MSAs being, you know, Denver, Chapel Hill, Raleigh, Charlotte, uh, you know, these markets are hot. It's going to be harder in those markets. But the applications, what we said here, still apply. There are a lot of ways to expand your concepts. And if your current location and concept can demonstrate that you can get attention, you can get people and you can do business 
and that you've optimized your cash flow and that you have access to funds, you now may be ready to find a new location. And this market will be very open-minded, welcome, welcoming to having you. If you have to launch a pop-up, do a virtual brand. Start with some catering. Go to some high net worth individual's house and, and cook something there. It is a time to think about the right site selection. And when you're kind of head down your business, you need somebody like, like our team or a broker out there that's going to be sort of an extension of your own team where we're going to evaluate these opportunities for you all across the country. I mean, this, this, it's like a world economy now, right? Focus on getting your business in line so you can scale it. Take advantage of some of these opportunities because the last thing you want to do is miss this sort of window where restaurants are super hot and maybe you get hooked up with a national landlord where they want to put you on all their site plans. They're like, hey, can you roll these out? You don't want to be saying no, right? You want to put yourself in a position uh, to win. So um, that's about it. If you guys have any questions, comments, again, I'd love to know in the comments exactly what you're experiencing in your market. If you think I'm wrong, if things are different where you are and uh, rents are low and there's tons of opportunity, please let me know because maybe we're missing something. But I'll leave you with this. If you look at no other data, okay, no other data, you know where you are right now. You can pull a census report, meaning the demographics the income levels, the employment reports, the new developments, the construction reports for your market. If you're doing well there and you want to mimic that, you can just use that data to find opportunity. Okay? Another side note, set a Google alert for the market that you're looking in. See what pops up when it comes up to, you know, you said like, um, let's say Charlotte. Commercial real estate, development, New development, Charlotte, restaurants. You get an alert every time something comes up, kind of keep you posted. We're set up to be construction, but it's set it up to be employment numbers. You get the point. But that's it. Stay optimistic, stay focused, and stay adaptable, agile, head on a swivel. There's going to be opportunities for you out there. There's going to be a lot of opportunities for strong brands in 2024, and I can't wait to see it. All right, guys, that's it. Close Monday, December 18th. Thank you so much for checking out another episode, and we'll see you next week.
All right, folks, that's another episode of Close Monday in the bag. Look, if you've been listening and you're still here, it's clear that you're someone who's committed to taking their business and their life to the next level. So just don't let this be something that you just listen to and forget about. You got to take action on what you learned today. And look, I, I don't ask for a lot from you guys. Here's the deal. If you found any value in this episode, please subscribe, leave me a review. Not for me, but for yourself. You don't want to miss the actionable insights that we've got lined up for future episodes, the guests who have their story to share. And if you think this podcast could change someone else's game, could change their direction of their business, of their restaurant, then understand that your network is your net worth. So if you share that with people, you start to become, you're the, you're the one, right? You're, you're the one they're going to go to and you start to attract the right people into your life. You attract more people into your business and that's just the way that it goes. Um, now for some real interaction, like I said, if you screenshot that you are listening to this show, tag the show, tag me, I will send you a Close Monday t-shirt. And if you've got a burning question or topic you want to tackle, like I said, you can always DM or shoot me an email at kyle at 4 Your question just might be the focus point of a whole new episode. That's it, right? Like that, that's kind of how this goes. We're always looking for inspiration. So uh, keep your eyes on the prize. Keep your feet on the ground. Stay humble. And until next week, this is Close Monday. And I'll see you soon. Thanks, guys.